Do your feet sweat and work boots? If you struggle with sweaty feet, you need the best-selling Camel City Mill Lightweight Work Sock. You'll have dry, comfortable feet as their sweat-wicking merino wool is 35% better at wicking moisture compared to polyester socks. Plus, a 10-year durability guarantee thanks to their proprietary Ironside Merino Wool and Nylon Fortified Heel and Toe. Your feet won't hurt and recover faster because of the compression in the arch and calf, which helps circulation through a full 14-hour shift. Expect all-day comfort, even with steel-toe boots due to the extra cushion in the toe. These socks are completely USA-made in North Carolina. Order ship within 24 hours, and anything over $50 ships for free. To get your socks today and see how insanely durable these socks actually are, go to CamelCityMill.com and use the code DIESEL15 and get 15% off your first order. Remember, use the code DIESEL15 for 15% off your entire order at CamelCityMill.com. Episode of Sweat and Grime. You got the notorious Craig Motherfucking Johnson. What up? That was that was a tricky maneuver, <laughs> wasn't it? You got the man with the hot bites, Mister Brian. Turn on your furnace. Good evening, everyone. You got the Matt Motherfucking Totten. Oh look, almost us. <laughs> you got Rick, and on the phone tonight we have the Concrete Diva, Janine. Oliver. Janine, how hey, are you tonight? what's up, guys? What's <laughs> up, Janine? Finally, Thanks. we have yeah, you on the show. We, yeah, we've really been building anticipation on this end. We, we've all been very excited to have you on. And now that it's here, I'm like, I, I don't know what to do with my hands. You took your shoes off. You actually took your shoes off. We took the shoes off You guys started one. undressing for her to get on the podcast. <laughs> you know what? You just got to get comfortable and settled in. In a very comfy weird. way. Not I feel in like I need any seatbelt. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to take that as a compliment. It 100%. is a compliment. <laughs> We're very comfortable. She obviously works in the skilled trades. Yeah. Yes. So, Janine. <laughs> Tell us a bit about yourself. What do you do? Like, we want to know, like, from back in the day to where you are now. We want to know everything. The dirt. The you concrete. We, we want to know the concrete on you. <laughs> you. You want the concrete on it. You want the foundational Yes, aspect. the foundation. Yeah, Start at the foundation. Chemical work your way up. <laughs> uh, present day, I am a senior ready-mix sales representative. So, a uh, short version is I sell concrete. Okay. I live in uh, uh, Long Beach. I work in the Los Angeles metro area of Southern California. So I work for one of the ready mix producers out here that's also owned by a cement company. So we're what you would call vertically integrated. And that's an additive uh, to make concrete, correct? <laughs> correct. Cement is one of the major ingredients to make concrete. So we don't so, pour uh, cement? Let's just uh, set that straight right now. Those two are not one in the same. So uh, do you pour place cement? Place yeah, cement is the concrete as flour is the cake. That's the easiest way to remember it. All right. Because you schooled uh, us hardcore when uh, Brian's wife made a a post, and it was wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> I love I it. I love that. I love seeing you guys do. You know what? Now, there. now it's just a point of pride. For the rest of this podcast, I'm going to ask you about pouring cement. Okay, <laughs> that was the first thing I said is I want to know about cement. No, I do. I do have a. We I had have hate a, mail for about two months after we did that. Like, you guys really just poured cement. <laughs> <laughs> so I do have a legitimate question though. Yeah. Uh, cement as a building material has been around for a while. So yeah. as you go out on your sales calls, is, is that something where you're like, you know, 
Have you guys heard about this new building material cement? <laughs> that I could, bangled, uh, yeah, I, I could hook material. you up with this. Have you thought about doing that? I mean, what what requires salespeople in the world of cement? The world of cement, or in the world of ready mix? Ooh, Ooh, I don't even. I, I didn't know these were different worlds. I'm, I think you just got. I'm getting strapped you in. All now. Twisted up. Oh, when you buy the ready mix, you, you buy the whole batch. I plan. feel like we're going on a ride. There, there ain't nothing wrong with getting schooled, boys. So tell me about that. What, what is it? What do you mean by the world of ready mix? Well, what I do is I sell ready mix concrete. So yes, cement is in the ready mix concrete. But we do have a cement division that sells cement direct to ready-mix concrete suppliers that sell cement to other contractors that maybe do um, fill type of work where it's kind of a, I call it like blow-up concrete. They inject it with a bunch of air. It's really awesome. Um, they use cement directly when you're talking about drilling, uh, cast and drill hole, um, doing piles, work like that. So cement division is a little different than what I do. I don't step into that realm. Okay. Um, but here, Southern California and our particular book of business at the company I work for, we do a lot of structural projects with our, uh, our contractor base, a lot of high rise. A lot of work at LAX Airport, a lot of multifamily podium um, for residences, mixed use. Uh, we also do some mega projects. We were the concrete supplier for SoFi Stadium. Wow. Mm, very cool. We're currently supplying ready mix concrete for the future home of the Clippers, the new Clippers Arena. Very cool. Also currently supplying concrete for the Chargers Practice Stadium. Dang. Um, they don't play on turf. <laughs> no, they're playing, yeah, straight, no, they're playing straight on ready mix. <laughs> yeah, they're just playing flat on the concrete. You know? uh, cement. They're hardcore yeah, out yeah. there. We we do some we do some pretty pretty rad stuff here, and then also you know you have your uh, contractors that do your typical driveway patios, uh, room additions, or building houses. Um, you know, like I said, uh, just major you know, home-type, residential-type work. So that's a lot of fill-in work that's in there um, and all the other aspects that go along with it. So it's it's a lot. There's a lot of different mixed designs to know, a lot of the science and the chemistry and a lot of numbers floating around in my head all day. <laughs> so, Janine, when you were, like, nine years old, <laughs> you just said, I want to be in the cement business. Well, that was kind Ready of decided mix. for me, actually. Oh, really? <clears throat> I am third generation, so I grew up around this. My grandfather opened a ready-mix business in the 1950s. Okay. Um, my father and his sisters opened a ready-mix business in the 80s. To compete with so, Grandpa? Yeah, kind of have a second plant, yeah, so they could cover more area. Ooh, a little Ooh. family drama. Yeah, a little family, and, and to make it even further, one was open shop and one was not. Ooh. Mm. So... The uh, stories that, really that could be told on that one. And the plot very, thickens. Very interesting for How a How was while. Christmas around your place? <laughs> um, Everyone get bricks pretty, of concrete. Yeah. <laughs> right. You thought we were getting coal? Yeah. Nope. You're really bad. You just, just look like <laughs> Fuck you written across it. <laughs> you guys didn't give away coal. You just gave away cement yeah. and concrete. <laughs> Thankfully, I was very young at the time, and uh, my dad shielded me from a lot of that. So I just hear stories from back in the day. Right. I'm just here. I, I, I I'm picturing this scenario where there's a line in the sand, and 
and poor Janine's out there in the middle and you got grandpa calling and whistling for her on one side and dad calling and whistling on the other and she's got to pick what she's going to sell for. I'm not eating that turkey. <laughs> Your aunt made it. I would have went for grandpa thinking I could take over sooner. That's right. <laughs> we didn't get all morbid on this one. Now, now what, yeah. was the upbr- what was your upbringing as a child and as we walked this path, what was it like? So my first recollection really is being in the yard with my dad, like before he opened his business and being there with him and like doing that 360 turn and looking up at him and going, what is this place? It's the biggest place I've ever seen in my life. And, you know, him telling me this might be yours one day. Um, I started working for him, you know, kind of part time in my teens. I would show up spring break, summertime, weekends, and my first job was picking up trash around the yard. Oh boy! So that was super fun. Most most uh, most teens <laughs> go to like South Padre and stuff like that. It's like, a very yeah, different no. spring break than what nope. I had. <laughs> what, what was your spring break like? It was uh, picking up trash in my dad's yeah, business. Picking up trash. Yep. Yeah. Well, that, that had so, to be a pretty easy way to weed out boyfriends. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to the so, concrete yeah, plant and meet my dad. <laughs> Jimmy Hoffa's in the back 40. That's what I was about to say. You know where you're going if you don't hit it off. Yeah. Yeah. Don't piss him off. He could literally bury you. Yes. 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, uh, I, I learned how to, you know, kind of push buttons on the batch panel, even though I didn't really know what I was doing at that age. Um Weren't there a couple bridge failures back in the day? (laughs) (laughs) Just just speculating. (laughs) Weird coincidences. That's why she sells now. Uh, And then, yeah, it just, it it kind of morphed into an opportunity to work here if I I wanted it. Um, It's definitely, at that point in time, it's not really what I saw myself doing. (laughs) The only women that were working in the business at that time were, you know, my aunts and other women that we hired that were working in the, you know, admin side. And I knew kind of like you, Brian, you knew very quickly you didn't want to sit in an office all day for the rest of your life. Yeah. I think we all learned that. Just don't say Brian. Hey, hey, don't steal my thunder. Okay. (laughs) I was having a moment relating to our guest and you jumped right in the middle of it. (laughs) I I squashed it. I'm more worried about the beer avalanche that just happened and the, and the, the answer fridge. to fix it was push the door harder. Well, no, 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 no. Oh, so, beer down. So, yes, Janine, I'm sorry. We have to distract for a second. Tot, we have a mini fridge in our new studio. So, Tot, thinking he was being all dainty and delicate Stealthy. like on a Disney movie. I tiptoed over to the beer fridge. over here. He takes one beer out, starts to shut the door, and about four months cascade down. And, and this is where we're really in a group of men here. Instead of opening the door, fixing them... Tot just pushes hard enough that the door shuts uh-huh. and then goes uh-huh. and tiptoes back as if he's still being quiet. So whomever uh-huh. is the next person to grab a beer is going to have seven to it's ten beers. It's going to be like that yeah. game 52 card pickup so, or yeah, whatever. Someone's taking right. a bath. They're going to be all then, over the floor. And Greg's giving me shit because I didn't open the door and fix it. But no. I take responsibility the no, second I do that. No, you just pushed harder. Well, just like, making, he, he pushed on it a little bit and you're like, I'll get this. Well, <laughs> well you got to make sure that the, the 
weatherproofiness seals <laughs> or all the cold stuff. So for my out. next drink of choice, I will not be opening that. No, I will be whiskey. getting a whiskey drink. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> True. That is that is the man's Nobody's style Nobody's going to get there. a beer out of there all night. For the next six months, no one's going to touch that fridge until some unsuspecting guest in person no, comes No, tomorrow in. morning, somebody's going to come here hungover for to uh, Greg's work, and they're going to open up this fridge and grab a beer and just... Well, that's what I was going to say. Six months from now, we've we've all forgotten about what's hiding there. We just know you don't yeah. open the fridge and some poor unsuspecting guest is going to just have an avalanche of beers on them. I'm surprised somebody didn't put some tape on there. Well, that's that next. Would, that's next? That's true. That's how we're going to fix yeah. it? Yeah. So there's four beers that need to be picked up and we're all ready to duct tape it closed and just write it off forever. <laughs> it's just, we're writing it off we're as we lost. The my Yeti can tomorrow. absorb it. <laughs> Jesus. So, Janine, what has it been like being a female in a largely male-dominated cement industry. I, I'm going to do that just to drive you nuts all night. I 100%. And it's it's fully intended out of love. I know. And I, I'm going to bristle and cringe every time. <laughs> cement diva. Uh, yeah. Um, I will say that for the most part, I've been really lucky that I haven't dealt with a whole lot of harassment. Because dad owns the company? <laughs> um, I, I do think that that is part of it, that yes, my entry into the industry was, you know, my dad following my dad's footsteps. People knew who he was. And just to set the scene, um, my dad is from a family of eight. Jeez. He was the shortest at six one. Oh, holy shit. Don't that's fuck a, with that's that. an intimidating yeah, I, family. I, I God guess damn. I really want to yeah. talk down to those tall people. Yeah. <laughs> one of one of his brothers actually did play. Uh, he played uh, for UCLA, but then he also went on for into like kind of semi pro. Was the do you remember like the World Football League or something? Oh yeah, like oh, yeah. 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 He was actually a he was on O line for them. So my dad has one brother who's very very big. Interesting. <laughs> So, yeah, wow. people didn't really mess with my family. <laughs> well, that and the random footings poured out behind the cement place. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Why do you have a footing there? Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't touch it. Right. It's very <laughs> structurally yeah. savvy. We may, we may build on it in the next hundred years. <laughs> yeah, Janine cried. That guy left. You know, <laughs> that property know. will never be sold. <laughs> well, I will say uh, this, in a, in a, and I mean this in a very respectful way. You do give off this... I'm very approachable, very down to earth, but don't fuck with me vibe. Thank you. <laughs> and and that's, I, that's the goal. <laughs> it, well, you do it really well. And I guess my question is, is that something that's just kind of part of the family it? history or is that something you've developed after being in the industry? I think it's something that really I've developed. I mean, I've had my periods of time where I've had a lot of self-doubt and a lot of, you know, imposter syndrome. I, I I would be lying if I said I didn't still experience that at moments. But I think it's really having confidence in knowing what you bring to the table and Correct. knowing that you know your craft, yeah. you know your 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 trade, you know your skill set, whatever it is. And if you can go into it, go into your day knowing like, hey, I got this, you yeah. you do it's it's kind of that manifesting thing like you're you're speaking it into existence as if it already does happen not yeah. that you want it to happen but yeah i am confident i do know my shit i can you know carry through on this day and i i can have the hard conversations the technical conversations 
And I used to be really scared to be that person who would say, I don't know. I did not want to be that person. I think because more of the female stigma than yeah. anything else. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't want, Oh God, we got this dumb blonde girl salesperson who doesn't know jack shit. And she's just in here to try and sell me. That is true. You got the double whammy of being blonde too. I do. <laughs> Man, that's gotta be, and that's I mean, gotta yeah. be rough. Three generations of contractors raising a, a, a girl. She, yes. she probably, you know, seen a little bit in her day. That's true. But but again, I say, I just imagine setting foot yeah. on site with a bunch of people who don't know your family as right. the, the blonde girl. Right. I can only right. imagine the comments that start rolling. So have you really have you had to deal with that situation on a job site? Um, I do feel like I'm interviewed pretty much every time I meet someone new, yeah, especially like on, on a job site aspect. Uh, usually first they think that I'm quality control. Um, second, usually like an inspector, maybe I'm safety, maybe I'm OSHA. No one ever expects that I'm the female, that I'm the sales rep. Yeah. That I, I'm the one who actually sold the concrete for this job. Yeah. And I'm acting as truck boss for the day, for the moment as well, you know, doing a little bit of quality assurance and kind of stepping. I mean, I do kind of wear all those hats as soon as I step on the job site. I am the ready mix salesperson first and foremost, but then I'm also the service rep. I'm also the operational, you know, whatever you want to call it, the the truck boss, the quality assurance, a little bit of safety on the eyes and ears there. So learning all of those parts of the business too, um, yeah, you kind of just, you have to walk in. I had a contractor tell me a long time ago, he goes, if you just walk in, he goes, you take it like you own it. No one's going to question you. Nope. Yeah. So, so just do it. I guess uh, a question I have for you is for females in the skilled trades who are, mm -hmm. are kind of just cresting the hill of, okay, I do know what I'm doing but they don't quite have that confidence. What would your advice be to them to kind of mentally prepare themselves for what's coming? They have to kind of gas themselves up. Yep. So does this start like in the morning when you're in front of the mirror, you know, the shower, you're like, I can do this, you know, <laughs> like on Ted Lasso. Uh, instead, of putting lips, instead of putting lipstick on, they're putting like, you know, battle Water paint, paint on, on their oh, face. Yeah. Like, well, I didn't yeah. mean it to that extent, guys or girls. <laughs> For me, it's usually, yeah, on the drive. It, you know, it's on the drive there. It's mentally preparing myself. And I'm one of those. Are you listening to like who, some uh, Metallica? Metallica. Yeah. Okay. I, I, kept, yeah. I kept thinking Metallica or some sort of death metal. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever your hype music is, just, just put it on. Taylor Swift. Corn. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> what is the Concrete Divas? Uh, Morning regimen. What is your playlist? How do you? What, what music? Oh, I went dead. Nope, she's here. She's back. I'm not here. No, no she's back. Here. Yeah, I'm still oh, here. It's, it's because uh, it, was, it was such a big question that it's gonna just explode. I, mean, <laughs> I tend to listen to a lot of sad country, a lot of Texas country. Um, yeah, I don't know. Sad song. Well done, sir. He's back. Love All right. It. Greg got disconnected from the earphones That's somehow. Okay. Oh, okay. Brian Brian did not want to hear or let him hear your playlist. No. Nope. So can you repeat anything. that real quick? <laughs> no. She loves the right. Texas country. Bon Jovi. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, and, I, I listen. I listen to yeah. I like the not the mainstream radio stuff. No. So no Luke Bryan. Just throw all your favorite no. artists, and I'll see if I can grab onto it. <laughs> right now, I'm listening to a lot of Zach Bryan. Uh, Zach Bryan Bloodline was yeah. Zach Bryan. My number one on Spotify this year was Muscadine Bloodline. Um, a little bit of Whiskey Myers. Okay. Whiskey Myers is legit. Yeah, Whiskey Myers is legit. I I saw Miranda so, Lambert. Uh, and concert, and he opened for her, dude. He was yeah. freaking spot on. Yeah, yeah. Was, I do, I do love me some Miranda Lambert. Um, you know, in terms of more commercial country, Miranda. I was super hesitant to go see her. I was like, ah, are we really going to go see yeah. her? And dude, she threw a fucking show. Dude, she's she's great. I she was a badass bitch. Yeah, it was awesome. One of her main songs is about shooting a guy with a shotgun. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I expect yeah. her to throw down. Has Whitey White, Morgan come yeah. across your thing yet? Who? Whitey Morgan. He's a Michigan boy. He's got some good country. No. Oh, man. He's got that she old said Texan school. country. Well, Colt, Colton well, Waller. You, you would not Colt know. Ford. Colt. Okay. Isn't it Colton, Colton Waller? What's his last name? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So how big is your role? Obviously, it's big because you named yourself Concrete Diva. Mm-hmm. So how, how big is your actual role in your company? So to cover the entire LA metro region, there's only we only have two sales reps. Holy shit! And my colleague, yeah, and it's a million yard market. Damn. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that we get the whole million yards, but (laughs) still, market share of it. Uh, But yeah, there's just there's just two of us for this company. When I started here um, almost nine years ago, we had a larger sales team, but we also had a larger territory. We were in a couple other markets and had more batch plants. And as it goes, when you are, uh, when you're a division of a cement uh, producer, they make decisions that will benefit the cement side more so. So um, our footprint in Reddick Mex has gotten smaller, and as it's gotten smaller, he and I have, it's just the two of us. We're the two left Just standing. the two of us. I just kept saying yeah. that song in my head. I couldn't stop it. <laughs> it's going to be there for the rest of the night. I'll be over here just jamming. Yeah. But, I mean, he's, God, let's see, he's been working here for 20-something years. He's been wow. with this group. I mean, he's been through two transitions of the company, having going through two buyouts, and he started as a driver and worked his way up. See, that's what that's we were, what we were talking, talking about. So we, we yeah. were in the process of starting a new and improved uh, podcast. So, it's not improved, Matt. It's different. Well, Don't it's undermine it's new crime. and improved. <laughs> you can't say uh, shit. You can't say all kinds of stuff. So yeah, is it improved or is it just dumbed down? Or it's, just, it's more PC. We so, started a new it. G-rated podcast. It's different. It's, 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 it's not like nothing you've ever heard. It'll be PG-13. Man, where's the loyalty? It's like nothing. Well, give me the pitch. Give it's, me the pitch. It's, it's, so it's we, like oh, nothing you just put us on the spot. Okay, Greg. Greg. Yeah. You really fired off this drive to do it. I you did. take the mic. What is the new platform? So the driving force, what brought all four of us together was the love for the trades and the uneducation there is out there for mm-hmm. young youth to get into the trades. You know, mm-hmm. if they go to their guidance counselor, their guidance counselor is like, Hey, be a doctor, be a lawyer, go to school, get an education. You're going to, you're going to segue. You're going to skip the beginning of the line. You're going to start in the middle of the line and then work your way to the top. Mm-hmm. Really? That's not the way it works. Right. It's sold that way, but that's not the way it works. Yep. Right. The middle of the path is now the beginning of the line for everybody that went to college. Mm-hmm. Because there's nobody behind them. 
because everybody went to college. So now you have to have a master's or a doctorate to even be, you know, above the pack. With us in the trades, people give us this bad stigma that you're just going to be a ditch digger. You're not going to make any money. You're, you know, you might be, be on government assistance for the rest of your life. Well, that's right. not the truth. It's not the truth at all. No. So we no. want to, we want to break that lie and prove to the people that there is a decent living to be made in the trades and it's a wholesome living. Yep. We all love our job. We eat, sleep, and love breathe it. it. Yeah. When I'm sitting yep. at the dinner table or whatever, we're talking about work. We're, if I'm out with my buddies, we're talking about work, what we did that day. It doesn't matter. We love it. We eat it. We sleep it. We, you know, we breathe it. So why wouldn't we teach these kids? Pain hey, an avenue for yeah. them to follow. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And teach them that, you know, behind closed door number one, there's a life. There's a opportunity. You know, there's, there's a skill set. There's, there's a a livelihood. And you don't have to live in low income housing. These these people, they make money. They make a good living. And and like you, you started out picking up garbage Mm -hmm. for your dad. Mm -hmm. And now look at you. Grouch. (laughs) I mean, you're, you're king shit at Turd (laughs) Island right now. You know what I mean? You can well, move up in a construction company to a white collar job, absolutely. but you have to understand the, the lowest man on the totem pole's job. And and to really sweat and grime summarize this, we couldn't do that on sweat and grime because there's way too many dick jokes and curse words. Yep. Yeah. And and so we had to start a new platform. Oh. So that's the new platform. Well, we don't know yet. We we're still well, waiting let's on ask the concrete deal, but we yeah. have we have two or cool. three names. Mm-hmm. What were the two or three? We're so ADD, we didn't even write so, them down. So one is the, the blue-collar narrative. Yep. Ooh, I like it. The one, the next one is the trade experiment. The trade experiment instead of the great experiment. Okay. And I really wanted the real scoop. Yeah, but, the but real that's scoop taken is up over the, taken, over and the I feel platforms. like we need to plagiarize it. Greg is wanting to go like full. I will fight the guy that has pirate, it. and we're just gonna go take it. We're gonna plunder, and think, we're gonna take it. I think we're it. just gonna start a lawsuit and start suing them. And see Until if we they get I say we go real contractor and fight it out. <laughs> yeah. That's true. It, yeah, yes. trench fight. I'm bringing yeah. my show. And we got somebody that will put you in a pile of concrete if you don't give up. That's right. true. Yeah, yeah. I liked the first one. Which one? <laughs> Whatever I forgot it already. Oh, the, no, she's the right in line narrative. with us. Yeah, the blue car narrative is what I think. Yeah. What was that top? Blue car narrative. Hey, Todd, go grab a beer. Yeah, that ADD is going to kick in another ten minutes. I'll forget about that. That's why I was trying to trick you into it. Yeah, but no. Oddly enough, even though I grew up in this, let's just call it state in this business. And listening to my dad come home and we'd sit at the dinner table and he'd talk about his day. And just like you're saying, he'd talk about it with, with pride and we'd talk about the wins and the losses and he'd share it with us and the passion. Even though I grew up around all of that and I grew up with my family having a construction business that mm-hmm. I could go to work for, my dad did not want that for me. Yep. Why? Just out of curiosity, why? Because she was a girl. Because no, he didn't. No, and he didn't. Hey, thanks, Concrete Diva. You, <laughs> you, all, you always want. You always I'm want better for your children. <laughs> uh, he pushed the college narrative. Yeah. Absolutely, he pushed that on me, and I, I did. I tried it. I pursued it. I didn't really want to, but that's what I was told that I should do. Yep. Do you think um, he did that because he wanted you to have a better life than him? 
I think he wanted me to have a degree just to have it. And so that if something ever did happen to the business, then yeah, I, I would. But he never explicitly said, like, I want you to get a business degree or I want you to get this or that. He just said, I just, I think it's really important that you get a degree. So what did you go get a degree in? I thought I wanted to be a school teacher. All right. Which is another amazing trade, but very poorly looked down on. Right. And I got all the way up to my last semester. I had done some of my student teaching. I'd done all of the prerequisite. Uh, I'd taken the CBES. I'd taken all the testing and everything else. And I was like, I do not want to do this. I'd even Fuck, I hate kids. <laughs> and then spring break happened. And all of a sudden there was a trash picker upper opening at your bash plant. Yeah, and, and I'd always kind of worked for my dad behind the scenes, but I'd always be like, screw this. I don't want to sit in the administrative office. I don't yeah. want to be an office clerk. So I, I waitress, I worked at Starbucks. Like I said, I worked at a preschool for four years I ended up working a contract job with uh, Verizon. They were putting in low voltage and and stuff in in a school package out here. And I was just trying to get my feet wet in something because I knew I didn't want to sit in that damn office all day, every day. But I also knew I didn't want to be a teacher at that point in time. I didn't have the passion for it the way that yeah. I feel that teachers need to, to really go into that. Yep. Yes. And when we finally got into the height of the industry in um, – like 2005, my contract job was winding down. It was getting close to close out. And my dad was like, dude, we're so busy. Like, I don't even know what's left from right right now. Will you please come work for me full time? And I was like, look, I'm not coming back to work in the admin side. I like the dispatch side. That's where the action is. That's where I get to talk to the driver, see what's actually going on. I'll support you on that side of the business. We kind of did a handshake deal on it. I went and after that, I just sunk my teeth into it because I finally found my place. Yeah. I finally found the thing that clicked for me, but it took 10 years after high school to get there. Yeah. And I think to myself, all that time that was kind of wasted that I could have learned the business the whole way if (laughs) someone didn't have that push the college thing towards you. And I think what you're saying is really important to give these students, just present the opportunities to them. So that present it, that resonates so hard with me because I went through the same thing, went the college route because that's what you're supposed to do. I hunkered down. God damn. I was going to make so much money as a bank consultant absolutely hated it. I finally get into doing something that I'm passionate about and I get a couple years deep to where you kind of really, you you really do get to a point where all of a sudden your eyes are fully opened mm-hmm. as to what it is. You get to that intersection. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and that's where I finally went, holy shit, I just missed out on six years of experience. I yep. could be a freaking foreman right now Yep. Making eighty to a hundred thousand a year, and instead I'm sitting here making twenty two bucks an hour because I decided to go to college. Eyes are bleeding. Yeah, I mean it's just that's the front. That's Sleeves truly the frustrating aspect. It's it ties it, tied tight. It's not even yeah. that you didn't like you just missed out on the opportunity of having time. It's when you really understand the opportunity cost of going to college. One hundred percent. I just want to know how you quit Starbucks. Did you quit? Yeah, I did. Was it an epic story? 
No, not at all. <laughs> See, I, I really thought fuck you just fucking ground you. You're grounding. I'm out. Fuck you. I'm out. That's what I was looking for. I was like, hey, my dad needs help with the basement. Anybody coming with me? Who's coming, Who's with, coming me? with me? I'm not going to do anything. I just, when somebody goes into a retail and they know there's something better on the horizon, usually yeah. there's an epic quit yes. story. So well, I was fishing for I it. I didn't do that. Because that contract job that I talked about, uh-huh. I got that job because those guys were my regular Starbucks customers. Ooh, uh, yeah, I got to tread yeah. lightly there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, isn't that the best when sense. you get you get interviewed while you're doing your job? Yes. yes. Yeah, like I I heard them talking, you know, sitting there in the lobby because they would, you know, just get away from work for it because they worked swing shift because um, it was always after school hours. Yeah. So yeah. like their crews would start at you know two thirty or whatever and. That was a weird job for me because I would work mornings, a couple hours, and dispatch for my dad when I was still part-time for him. And then I would go to this contract job with these guys because I was kind of like the project coordinator for him. So your dad, and, like, set this up perfect. You had no time to date, no time for guys. No, you just, you worked, why, worked, 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 worked. Why do you think I'm still single? Oh, <laughs> dad. Boy, he planned it out. He's like, yeah. I know exactly how He's to a protect. smart dude. I know exactly how to protect my little girl. I'm just going to work her into the ground. Still, oh, he instilled, like, such a work ethic in me that it's so hard for me you to You can't break. shut it off, yeah. Uh, well, no. she's going to get some more followers after this releases. That's right. I'm sure I'm sure you've never dealt with any weirdos some on the creepers. internet. Oh, all right. There, there you go. There you go. You just opened up a door. What's the weirdest dude you've ran into? Yes. What is your most amazing experience with the interweb? So a couple months ago, I think I talked about it on my stories. I had someone that was patched through to my cell phone from my order desk department. And this guy called and he's like, hi, uh, is this, is this Janine? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, hey, you know, hi, what's going on? Like, what can I help you with? And he's like, yeah, this, this is Mike. And I was like, okay, nice, nice to talk to you, Mike. Hello, Mike. Get to <laughs> like, your what's point. Going, what's going on? You know, I'm thinking like, get to it, spit it out, you know? And he's like, well, um, <laughs> We've been, you know, um, talking a little bit online, and here I am thinking that it's some contractor that yep. I've been, you know, in the DMs with, talking about, you know, trying to, like, he, oh, I need to buy Is this a sweat and grind, guys? <laughs> Which one am I talking to? Do you have the feet tickler on right yeah. now? That's right. It's the feet tickler. Right? And so I'm like, oh, oh, okay. And I, I was like, uh, on Instagram? And he goes, no, Gchat. Ooh. And Whoa, I go, what's G-Chat? What is this? Google chat, gentlemen. Calm it down. Calm it down. What is this? I haven't learned about that. <laughs> I saw Totten's eyes get big. Like, what is that? What is that? And uh, I was like, I I don't use G-Chat. Ooh. And he was like, you don't? <laughs> I go, no. Well, goddamn, I'm in a moment of confusion. <laughs> yeah. like, well, but th- this is this is this is Janine, like Concrete Diva. And you're you're in L.A., right? Like, oh my god! Yeah. He knew where you were. He knew where I was. Oh, like handle, so somebody's out there catfishing this poor day, this poor guy using my likeness. Well, did you take him on a date at least? Yeah, I mean, he went to, he went to lengths to call my order desk to get to me. Was that a yes? Was that a what? Did you say yes? You went on a date with him? 
No, hell oh, no. no. All right. Oh. I was like, well, this girl's got well, way more yeah, balls than yeah. I thought. Oh, God, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, in the back 40, you can go away real <laughs> no, quick if it's going right. No, we talked about. no, no, no. Once, now, uh, once I will my, say. Once, uh, the, once everybody kind of found out about it, they... No, I I had a protective barrier around me. From nice. Port Poured them in concrete. Now <laughs> he has a PO and no uh, contacts. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, that's right. I mean, my order desk was ready to trace that phone number mm-hmm. to try and like find out. That so. is where females have. He's like, well, actually, no, I'm just here to get concrete. I'm in your front yeah. office. <laughs> well, I was going to say that's where females have a distinct disadvantage in the way that, that the whole uh, social structure works because. When the feet tickler messaged me, I was more than happy to dive. She doesn't know dive. about the feet tickler. Do you, it doesn't you heard about it the hasn't feet aired yet. It hasn't oh, aired yet. That's right. It, it hasn't, hasn't aired. aired. <gasps> we okay. got a creep. Dun, dun, dun. So I'll, I'll give you the quick and dirty. Basically, on Instagram one night, I randomly get a message. Have your sock-covered feet ever been tickled? <laughs> this was From dude. a total stranger. This was total dude, stranger. dude feet tickling. Yeah. yeah. And and see that's where Kevin. that's where females are at such a disadvantage because because of that that violence factor. We'll dive down the like, rabbit hole. Uh, like you immediately <laughs> would shut that down. I yeah. as a male was like, how we were going deep this. into this one, and I was like, <laughs> yes, and it was delightful. <laughs> and, and, but, so the long of the story, like Brian is still talking to this dude. And oh yeah, we, we're trying well, to get him on the show. Really? Like, so oh, we yeah. are, Brian we are uh, just went on a vacation, yes. quote unquote, work trip, and yeah. like uh, we haven't heard about it yet. Yeah. So we're, we're like, supposedly going to get a. A pump truck from Florida, yeah, for a couple days, <laughs> yeah, uh, and heavy uh, on the air quotes there. The, the, yeah, it's yeah, very absolutely. heavy on the air quotes. Rick's driving. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. We're going to see the feet tickler. Oh, shit. I forgot Rick was here. Yeah. No. Rick's still here. I am. We're literally, like, when we found out about this dude, we're ready to pile in a car and go meet him. (laughs) Absolutely. So we are actively trying to get him. And And we're going to tie him down and tie his feet. Updates for you guys. He did re-engage on his own. Yeah. And and he is really wanting to tickle my feet. Yeah. No. I I think this dude has (laughs) took your profile. To top notch stalking, and he is obsessed with your do. Oh, he is. Yeah. And, and you know what? I'm okay with it. Story that's going to come out you're of this, okay. I'm okay with you're it. You're okay right now with it. But when you're actively out somewhere and the door shuts, and he's like, Hi, Brian. I'm Kevin. <laughs> you are no longer okay with it. You're going to scream like a fucking bitch. But see, that's why I've got when, the- when you hear that infamous Would you one like to put solution on his skin, Brian? Ladies and gentlemen, this is where I want to you- put one of those heart monitors on you when you meet him. <laughs> this is- it's just going to go straight line. So this is this is where you guys are all playing checkers. I'm playing chess. That's why I wear this fancy life alert pendant. <laughs> You don't ever go swimming at a at a dangerous beach without a lifeguard. I have a lifeguard in place, okay? I'm going oh, deep, but we have a lifeguard on standby. Whoa. That's where we're at. <laughs> that dude tickles my feet. We're gonna have problems. So what yeah. outside of uh you know being the concrete diva and everything, what other hats do you wear? Ooh. There. Uh, at work? Yeah. No, no, or well, no, life, or just in general. Come on, we know what other hats you wear, but tell us about a uh, little uh, 
couple other adventures you've uh, added to your plate. Why are you beating around the bush, Matt? Tell us about the crew, crew collab. collab. Yeah, gosh darn it. <laughs> I thought you just strike off and just run with it, but I guess I was wrong. We got to work on our salesmanship. Gosh. <laughs> Like this, I guess. Be direct, uh, guys. Yeah. Be direct. <laughs> yeah. So I have had, um, I've had the honor of serving as the president of the board for Crew Collab. We'll edit everything that. that just happened and just flow right into yeah, that. Yeah, we'll flow right into yep, it like yep. you totally intended it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Crew Collab kind of started as originally a chat group between a bunch of women working in the construction industry. So it was trying to get away from us men, right? Yep. Talking about what it's like to work with all you assholes. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Brian's in that? Oh, yeah, Brian's then, uh, in it. <laughs> okay. When it was all women only, I was in it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, at the very beginning. Uh, <laughs> well, that's where you started your journey. Yeah. Then uh, that was in 2020. It was kind of started in 2019. And then in 2020, when Con Expo was rolling around, it was like, well, hey, this is great. Like, how many of you are going? Let's meet in person. And a lot of us didn't go. A lot of people. So this is just like, a, like before Tinder arrived. Like this is like, hey, let's do the Tinder Con Expo yeah, edition. It's, kind of, it's like Bumble BFF. Yeah, Bumble. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what in the f are you guys talking about? What is these, Bumble? These should have been on what some. They're in a chat. They're like, like, oh, let's meet at Con Expo. I just so I you was know, just Bumble making B? some fun. Come just on, guys. So old for this. On this are end, you my everyone, flower? I'm a bumblebee. Everyone was giving me crap for being in this group that started as all females and yet Mr. Totten is the one who's like, oh, you mean old Bumblebee? Oh, <laughs> she said Bumblebee. I said Tinder. I feel like I'm too what old to have this conversation right now. Right now. Uh, the feminine th- side is just not coming out of me, boys. I'm sorry. So well, Bumble is a yet. dating app, but yeah. Bumble BFF is for making friends connections. Oh, I never knew that. How long have you oh, been yeah. on Bumble BFF, Tot? Never. Oh, oh come on now. You, you just dove right into that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bumble BFF. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to keep the conversation flowing. Uh Where's that backpedaling? Look at him. He's on his phone. He's not on his phone. I swear to God. If he backpedals any harder, he's going to end up in the front yard. Yeah, I want to go home tonight, guys. Darcy's, Darcy's going to be like, where's your phone at? Yeah. So he doesn't air for like so seven weeks. So continue with, so Con Expo, you guys all got so together. So um, there was, a, you know, I, I didn't go that year, um, but a lot of them did. And then it was serious FOMO for those of us who didn't go. Yep. Fast forward a couple months, one of the gals, um, Wendy, the oil lady, says, hey, I'm going to be in the same area as uh, Christina and as Missy. Missy was heavily involved at that time, Missy Sherber. And then we were all like, well, shit, I want to come. Like, if you guys are going to get together, I want to be there. And so CREW originally was an acronym for Construction Retreat Empowering Women. All right. Well, Brian, so, you fit right in there, bud. They, that, boy, they, was first, uh, that was the first iteration. Almost of in the thrill. beginning of when you guys got like super active, we had Kate on. Yeah. yeah. And she's did. amazing. Yeah. yeah, Kate is amazing. In fact, yeah, she was a good time. Kate. And I was going to tell you, between you and Kate, you have to put in a good word with the oil lady for us because I I love the fact and one of the things that we've really enjoyed on this on this platform is giving females in the trades a voice. I think Wendy would be a great guest. As much as we went like crazy down some rabbit holes and all that stuff and probably killed our women listening, you know, for a minute. 
we actually enjoy having yes, you guys do. on the show. Yeah, we do. And so, but but now that we've sold so many dick jokes, I think we've scared a lot of people off. But yeah. at least well, we would love to get Wendy or on as brought well. them on. Yeah, I think I think Wendy would be a great great. I yeah, do too. So yeah. you're gonna have to help us Wendy out on that one. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. We're, well, we're gonna make that happen. But now yeah, back to the show. Yeah, back to back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So back in to that, in that weekend of us, I think there was about ten to twelve of us together. We realized very quickly, like there are already women in construction groups. Yeah, and it's kind of from the outside looking in, and if you kind of, I don't really want to talk down my nose because I've been involved with some of them in the past. But the stigma about those women—in in other words, you didn't groups, want to be on another Me Too movement. Yeah, it's it's a group of women talking to other women about what it. it's like to be a woman in construction. How how is that going to change anything? Correct. When you're you have a ratio of nine to one, nine male to one female, and if you really want to break that down further, so if women are ten percent of the construction trade overall, ten percent of the overall jobs in the construction industry, you break that down and you niche that down further, you're only talking about three to four percent who are actually in the field in forward facing roles. Yep. Yeah. So we're talking about a very, very small minority in the construction industry in terms of women that are actually in And the to field. make a movement happen, you need more than that. Yeah. To make a movement happen, we're not going to be another bunch of women sitting around talking to other women. We're yep. like, well, shit, that's not going to get anywhere. Let's talk to the guys and, and talk to some, some guys who work in construction industry and we'll... Why do you think there are more women in the trades? What do you see from your perspective? What yep. are your experiences? What do you think could change, should change, might change, and how would you do that? Correct. So how many have really come clean and God, well, 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 goddamn, now that I think about it, it's because I'm a sexist asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like, you know, I, since we began, yeah. like, sweat and grime, like, I've always been a huge advocate to getting the women in the trades. Like, Todd every woman that I've worked me. with on... Look, any project of mine, every project I've had a woman project manager or, you know, supervisor or foreman or uh, superintendent, it runs so fucking smooth. It's not even funny. That's because they're way more organized than us. Yeah. And nobody's yeah. going to tell a woman to fuck off. Uh, it just doesn't I, happen. I've done it once no, and it, it didn't go down it, well. It, it, no, but, it, it, they but know. They're, it, it was in the right. If they're it married. was the right. Now, wait a second yeah. here. Right. I feel like if we had a female's opinion on this, it might help. Yeah. Well, Janine if only is we had a female shit. on the we show right Janine. now. Janine, <laughs> you share your perspective. That, um, as women, we tend to multitask better. One hundred percent. We we can, you know, be thinking about all these different aspects of something all at once, and I, I feel like we can see all the moving parts and how we're going to get to the big picture. Yep. Women also tend to do a little bit better in interpersonal relationships. Yes. I think those soft, quote unquote soft skills that are learned, unfortunately, I think a lot of that is a defense mechanism for us growing up, mm -hmm. but you do use it to your advantage. Uh, you know what? I will say <laughs> it's going to sound kind of sexist, sexist and asshole-ish, but at the same time, w whenever I've had females on a job site, they're always interested in how you're doing. They're always the ones that are like, oh, I randomly decided to bring coffee for everybody today. Like mm -hmm. all of those sort of things. Mm -hmm. I love having women on the job site. Yeah. Yep. Like they just and handle we, things differently than men. I, I, I can't speak for all women, but 
I know for me, sometimes I do that because I want to set the tone for the day. I I ask someone how they're doing. She's really good at making breakfast for us. <laughs> she brought donuts. Well, yeah, their, their answer, you know, how they tell me they're doing. Yeah. I can gauge probably how the day is going to go. Correct. Yeah. 100%. Thing in the morning. Okay. I know how hard I can push this person or I know I got to back off or yeah. maybe I'm not going to put that thing on their plate today. We'll save that for tomorrow. And a man um, can't do that. Like, let's be honest. Hey, hey Larry, how are you feeling this morning? Well, I can set the fucking tone. Hey, you scare the fuck out of people and drive them off the exactly. job. Exactly. Literally, dude. You scared the shit out of them. I don't have any workers. It's because you're a fucking asshole, Rick. <laughs> I, did, I did scare one of Greg's plumbers yesterday. <laughs> he did. Rick did. I only stick around because I love you and I know who, the you heart you dick. have. Right. Because we're here to work. Now, if I had the concrete diva there, that wouldn't happen. No. He <laughs> was lost there again to... because of you. Well, you know. <laughs> you should have. Different things like you're saying, like little thoughtful gestures, like yep. said, showing up with coffee, showing up with donuts. Um, I've done like a DoorDash order and sent it to my dispatch office on a day that I knew it was particularly crazy for them. And they're, yeah. they're like, dude, thank you. Like, what, why? And I'm like, because I know it's a fucked up day in there. The least I could do is yep. like, you know what, Richard? Thanks for making my day not as hard out here uh, in the field. Correct. I, I knew. You got to tap it again to shut it off. There you go. That was a long one. You, you know, Richard, I knew you were having a hard day, so here's a heartfelt, heart-shaped box of chocolates for you. <laughs> it just doesn't come across the same when a male does it. No, it, no. it really no. doesn't. And no. we're just like, hey, guys. By the way, do you like having your sock-covered feet tickled? <laughs> <laughs> by the way, I know your day sucks, but I figured I'd break it to you. We're going to work 12s today. And you're fired. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think feeding people like food it's just it's a small thing but it goes so a million far. miles yes yeah. it does and it brings people together in a way and i thought this even outside of the workplace sharing a meal of some sort with people it just bonds you in a way that's different than any other way that's it, why they encourage salespeople to take their customers out to lunch well, i thought yeah. that was because of the booze Absolutely. Well, <laughs> you can talk them into buying all kinds of shit. Absolutely. But, there, but we also all know that there's a time and place for it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, there's mm -hmm. that time that, why the fuck are you here and bringing this? Like, this is not the time for you to be trying to do this to me. But right. if you show up when everybody's starting off, during their stretch and flexes and getting all ready for work. Right you know, after stretch and flex up, before work. Yeah, right dude, after he gets caught it's up on safe, Bumble bro. BFF. <laughs> yeah, that's after his TED talk. <laughs> yeah. I sound like Velcro coming apart in the oh, morning. No, just no. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, there's nothing fuck. better than like a 15 minute stretch before you start your day. I can totally I can barely see fucking talk. walk. I can but totally see if I can do that as yoga with man ending in every that day. Stretch and flex with a glass of coffee and some donuts, some Tim Hortons, you know? I'm not going to oh, lie. Man. I dream about whiskey when I wake up. I'm like, God, my back hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Todd's out there. I could imagine Todd is a super. He's out there. He's like, come on, guys. Everybody pull out your yoga mats. We're going to do 15 minutes of stretches before we get fired off. No, before there, I there go back times to my air when, I, when I had to implement that. Back, and then, back in Todd's hippie days. <laughs> and I'm gonna, well, I'll be honest. I, you know what? Hey, you I'm know probably what? laughing. There was no it, injuries. It every morning. There were no strains or pains on any of my people working for me at that time that's right mm -hmm. yep. mm -hmm. 
Now, so, when I had to, you know, eliminate those practices because everyone thought it was weird, everyone's like, <laughs> my back hurts. Oh, my God. Jimmy's out with a pulled groin. Yeah. I'm like, well, if you would just did your stretch and flexes well, in the morning. Well, if you would have pulled Jimmy, he would have been all right. Yeah. There you go. So what is your biggest challenge these days? <laughs> Boy, that was Jesus. a smooth Jim segue. Yeah. Do that. Try, that was just segue. like wow. just butter. Try, try, wow. Trying to get an, a word in with us lately has been her biggest challenge. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's get her back on the show, guys. Oh my God, he did it. He opened the beer Todd fridge. opened the fridge and managed to pull out a beer without a spillage. and then But he didn't rearrange but, anything. No, this no. came out. He this, didn't, this was like a vending machine. It just popped out the floor. Anything yeah. up. You opened the door and it what, just rolled one across beer the floor? came right on the floor. The you need to aim no the shit. And I softly open it, though. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, bush. Yeah, we're we're drinking bush lattes. Oh, nice. So back to Rick's yeah. silky yeah. smooth like that Transition. was that was yeah, like yeah, if yeah. if seals <laughs> kiss <laughs> kiss from the rose on a grave could be <laughs> could be translated into a that would have probably been a, right. That's what you just pulled off. Well, let's get back into her story though instead of our my biggest eventful. challenge at the moment. Uh, generally speaking, it's just managing expectations. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't think anybody is immune right now to material shortages. I was going to ask. They were yeah, that was a big thing I've been drawn I, to not bring she, up. I, I, yeah. I wanted to say it is, are you seeing the same constraints we are in we, Michigan? We, we literally no. cannot get concrete. Not period. now. But that's why I didn't come on the podcast, what, six months ago because we were in the thick of it yeah because um, we're, we're so it's we, pla- it's plateauing out for you guys over there where yeah, we, we've been we've been good for for months now i think for for us locally uh there was a big yeah big crunch for a while um you know i can see the whys of it and how it happened and and understand getting concrete for us yeah, right where now, we live in Michigan, we're at like the biggest intersections of, you know, the the interstates yep. that are all being redone that mm-hmm. it's been talked about for five, six years, and finally they just started doing it last last month. All at the same time. Yeah, this thing, miles, this thing like hundreds of miles of everything. Yeah. And it all takes away from our county. And yeah. if you're not part of the DOT projects and you you may be a, a couple million dollar you know, contractor that does, in, you know, residential jobs, you're not getting more than like a load a day. They're rationing it. It's yeah. fucked up. So it's like you may have $2 million worth of work on the books to finish out the year. Not today. You're, you're only doing that. that all, that's all pouring into next year. Yep. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you, you guys aren't there. feeling that anymore. It's gone for you yeah. guys. So there's not light anymore. on the horizon for us. And yeah. it will. I think, I think really what it kind of did is it, it was a really rough, but it was a reset. I think I, I feel like, like from my perspective and what I saw is everybody was going so hard and so fast, like mm-hmm. multiple jobs going at a time. We got to get this done. We got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do this. And it was frenetic. And there yeah. was so much going on. It made everybody pause and prioritize yep. and forecast appropriately and schedule realistically. Yeah. Uh, that makes I, I like how you just put that. I think in doing that, it just kind of caused everybody to reset, and now we're able to work at a sustainable pace yeah. right now. Um, 
locally, we're kind of experiencing a little bit of a dip. I talking to people that I know who work for other ready mixes and especially talking to my customers and getting feedback from them. Everybody's kind of in this weird dip right now where a lot of the bigger projects that we've been working on are wrapping up and there's a series of new ones that are getting ready to start, but we're in that weird in between. Now, now going to like the ready mix aspect, like I'm not familiar with that. Like I'm, I'm normally, I'm used to ordering from a a local batch plant, you know, Mm -hmm. a concrete plant. Now are your ready mix plants, are they, are, do you guys have a yard, like a 50 acre plot that you have all your stuff at or are you guys mobile? So we have, uh, four ready mix batch plants to cover the LA market. All right. And, um, obviously like I said, we're owned by a cement producer, so we have a cement source. Um, our cement is trucked in. Uh, to each of the bash plants. Um, our material, we source two different materials. One is a locally produced material that's trucked in. Uh, we have a secondary material, which is actually our material of choice that is barged in from British Columbia. All right. Perfect. Now, um, and so for us, it's really important to forecast that material. Yeah. Oh, most so definitely. Like we call and say, hey, I'm running low. Yeah, we're ready. Uh, but at each batch plant we have a stockpile of material to get us through you know tomorrow like obviously today we got in the material towards the end of the day today and starting early early tomorrow before we actually open the materials coming in for the day all right yeah because when i when i think ready mix i think you're going to home depot and just getting my 80 pound sack of ready mix oh no no you know like uh, but i think her her spine just tightened up and wanted to smack you no but i'm I'm just saying like i don't like when i see bash plants i don't see that name on the towers you know or the right. silos or whatever. So right. I didn't know, you know, if that is that more of a Western Eastern, you know, like is demographic area. Well, here's or, an even dumber question. What? Is ready mix a, a name brand or is ready mix a oh, description yeah. of a how truck. it's made? Uh, yeah. Quick mix concrete. Yeah. Are we talking yeah. plastic wrap or saran wrap? That's yeah, what he's trying to say. So was I so was I dumb for saying ready mix. So you yeah, you're it's essentially it's a description of how it's made. It's ready mix. All right. So then, you're not working for ready mix. Oh man. No, 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 no. I feel like a weight I've has seen been them. lifted off of my stupidity. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a stupid question? No, I, I felt yeah. the same no, way. I've, ba- I've been batting around it all night and not wanting to ask it. Like, so. I, I, I've no. mixed many bags of ready mix, but like and I I've no. seen I've seen silos on semi trucks going from big job sites with ready mix name on the on, yeah. on the, the mixer. It took three whiskeys. I don't I know asked. if our cement makes it all the way out to you guys, but I, the the parent company, the cement company, is Cal Portland. All right. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So that's oh, that's okay. kind of what I was getting at. Sorry. Yeah. So there's there's another question I actually have. So you've mentioned mm-hmm. several times that you guys have a batch plant, mm-hmm. but you're owned by a cement manufacturer. Producer, yeah. Producer. So, so how does that whole relationship work? You guys so, own the facility and they supply, how to, yeah, I guess I don't understand the dynamics of where it, your dad plays in versus. So my, we actually didn't cover that, but my dad sold his business at the end of 2010. Ah, okay. So I don't, I don't work for the family business any, anymore. I just, I'm just an employee like everybody else here. <laughs> I'm just oh. an employee number. So now. what was that like losing your like your special status? 
um, it was a lot harder than I realized. Um, I went to work for the company that bought him, which is not where I'm at now. Um, the company, the company that bought him out, I was literally the only person that they offered a job to. Boy, that is an uncomfortable predicament to be. You know what's really cool is that in the next after the new year, we have uh, we have a bash plant fuel tech that's going to be out. Ooh, it's going to be a first. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. So I I had I had to vet him out pretty hard because I was like, it cannot be boring. Do you think you're going to be speaking for all bash plant? Text so operators. what I do is I push a button and then this thing rolls and I push another <laughs> button. <laughs> so. Yeah. But yeah, so, that was, that was a hard transition. I mean, I'd known those people for 25 years of my life. Yeah. I'd literally grown up around them and I still talk to some of them to this day. You know, it's been 12 years since my dad sold the business. It was I actually realized yesterday, it was 12 years yesterday that he officially signed. So, wow. so do you start every one of those conversations with, remember that time I was the only one offered a job? <laughs> no, did your, your dad, did your dad like sell, drivers. right? Or like put in like the bylaws that that property can never be dug up or sold outside. <laughs> My daughter's ex-boyfriends are all back there. Please yeah. do not yeah, touch the back 40. <laughs> I made it this long. Do not fuck it up. So we have, uh, where I work currently, we do have a driver who's working here who used to work with my family back when, and he told me back when I was like 13, he told me, you're going to be my boss one day. That's pretty and epic. I remember looking at him and telling him like, no, I'm not. I don't want to, you know, snotty 13 year old entitled and whatever else, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I'm not. And to this day, he still holds it over me. And I'm like, dude, I'm not your boss. You're a mixer driver and I'm in sales. And he's now like, get yeah, back I'm in I'm your truck and go deliver that concrete. Why are you talking to me? <laughs> I just, I like, just want to, how many uh-huh. times has he tried to get your number? <laughs> Obviously he has it. That was a subtle Wait, that was really weird. You were only 13. Yeah, so that's really fucked say, up. Yeah, yeah that's that nothing about that. You really went down a dark road there, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm just going to gloss like, over that one. I had to think about okay. how, what she said as age. I'm like, oh, weirder. Huh. That Next question. Feet tickler. <laughs> yeah. Cotton just wanted to know if you're a front or rear load kind of girl. <laughs> oh! I mean, mixers. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ. Where the hell did your head go to? Why are you just moving your microphone over there? Jesus, Rick. Well, we're we're a front load kind of state here with our mixers. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it is really funny. I've never asked like I've always asked a question like when like how the fuck well, you're in Michigan and we have all front load operated mm-hmm. fucking you know no, trucks, and then yep. all of a sudden you go out of state and everyone's a rear load. I'm like, how the yep. fuck do they see where they're pouring? Are they sitting yeah. in the back with the machines? Like, I don't know. What's ours the difference? Have, I mean, ours have backup cameras on them now. Um, but back know. then, you just had to be a baller, like just back yeah. up until you hear the crunch. So, yeah. so yeah, you just, you well, you just got that labor. Driver. <laughs> as, as, <laughs> My fucking Forbes are ran over. Like. <laughs> now, now that does as smooth of a segue as that was. That's that's two for two for Mister Rick the Dick Valco. He sent over sleeping and just comes that, out of nowhere. That is, that is a legitimate question I have had that you might be able to answer. <laughs> Why is it that some states use front load trucks versus rear load trucks? I don't know the definitive answer for that. Oh, God damn I, it. Yeah, but I have yet to find someone that has an We're answer. We're going to call a truck driver tomorrow. <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of it is like regionally, like what was yeah. just 
sold back when and everybody got used to it and that's just kind of how it is. I, I do feel like so it's front uh, loads just like Michigan thing because well, honestly everywhere I've been I've well, never seen a front load it. fucking I do feel like truck part anywhere. of it has to do with our weight restrictions because if you yeah. look at those rear loads that is yeah. a significantly smaller drum on those. Oh they're Michigan's the only idiots that fucking do Dude, like we, no. We we we'll take we'll 25 yards to you. There. you know, yeah. It's like, what the fuck? I, I, like, I feel like the front yards. load's way more productive than a rear load. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But you got to remember, too, like when you're looking at LA here, space is <laughs> it's not a whole lot. Minimal. Of space. Yeah. Yeah. So for us to have a, a front discharge and have that. <laughs> little trailer on the back that, that ain't gonna fly we don't have the room for that here oh yeah. that's right so, because you guys would have to have that little that little air yeah. axle that folds down exactly. see michigan we don't fuck around with that pansy shit we just yeah. fuck no. our roads Send up with it. the most weight we can get on them yeah. we so fix them as fast a, as we fuck them <laughs> yeah we've got the rear discharge trucks with the booster axles so, so crazy story so my second summer of doing concrete we're sitting there, we're doing this huge condo community and there's a, a retention pond that wasn't full of water. Yet. It was just all graded out and ready. They just put the, the grass down and whatever. And all of a sudden we're doing all the patios and the sidewalks. And one of the concrete companies that was supplying the concrete to us brought their first generation like trainer truck. So mm -hmm. it had two seats. It was a two seater. So they're training this guy and this, this thing's beautiful. It's fucking immaculate. They show up and all of a sudden, we told him, stay on this side of that freaking tape. Do not cross over. You'll go into the embankment. And next thing you know, it, we're pouring concrete and he's backing up and this guy's not paying attention. He's training this dude how to run this piece of equipment. And he has, it's a full truck, you know, 11 yards or whatever it carries. And he, he starts, you know, beaming up because, you know, we're, we're, we've had probably like 15 minutes before we're doing the next sidewalk. And mm -hmm. he's adding water and we're like doing, doing the pinches and everything. Like how much water? And next thing you know, it just starts going, being sucked down this hill. And you just see both of them jump out of the fucking truck. And this no. fucking thing just pulls and just does like a three barrel rolls <laughs> down in the bottom of the retention pond. It was fucking nuts. Oh, that's yep. so, so that's a great question. Uh, we had a job where where they were doing uh, uh, concrete. I've seen them get cave. stuck. I've seen them do some stupid shit, but never fall and trip and tip and this yeah, thing was so, fucking crushed. So I don't have a destructive story as far as the concrete trucks. What I have is Ajax, which is one of the huge paving companies around here. See, I was an asshole and didn't drop did, a name. Did totally all this wasn't Ajax all that right. did it. It all was right. an Ajax job. So uh, Ajax had spent a whole night with their concrete paving crew uh, paving an entire stretch of road. We show up the next morning and there are two perfect track marks that start at one end of their pour. And just gradually get deeper and deeper and deeper until there's a giant crater where someone had clearly been pulled out of the concrete by a tow truck. No. $150,000 worth of damage that because yeah. of the rip out and replace. So my, my, my question to you is what is the most fucked up thing you've seen, whether it was concrete truck related or just job related? What's the most... <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. That was Rick the Dick Valco. He woke on up again. He woke up. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been training on that board story. all week. 
Yeah, Greg has week. been walking around with the with the I iPad. Don't even, I don't even talk. I just answer with the <laughs> with sound effects. <laughs> yes. yes, all of his yes. employees are about to quit. Hates me right now. So, what's your I most mean, fucked up story? Rollovers. Rollovers. Suck. Rollovers suck. Um, we did have one a few years back, um, and that is those. Those are not fun. Um, well, that's when the, that's when Big Larry bent over to tie his two shoelace and and, and <laughs> to a little well, too the far. Most, uh, the most dangerous turn a mix of uh, a mixer can make is fully loaded right hand turn. Why to the right? What's that's different? the way the barrel's going. The oh, he just yeah. brings it with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Okay, because if you got a load on the paddle and it's coming up over the top and you're turning yeah. right, you're yeah. going right. Well, exactly. I, can't, I can't tell if you're trying to educate me or come on to me with that comment there, Greg. A little bit of both. Oh. <laughs> well, he is sitting to the right of you. That's what I'm saying. Um, you know the most dangerous. You term. might roll over on me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, then there's, you always obviously drive not to fuck up, but fuck ups happen. Um, yeah. We did have one few months back where we shipped a load that was supposed to have gray color in it and it didn't have gray color in it. And I mean, concrete's gray, but it had gray color. And is there color in that? We don't know if there's color in that shit. Until it starts sending. Now, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Mm -hmm. I feel like I just caught. We're going into the feelings now. I just, I feel like I just caught a concrete salesman being a salesman. Saleswoman. You sold me gray colored concrete (laughs) at an additional charge. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what in the hell? <laughs> Obviously, Brian, That's you haven't got into color concrete or, you know, stamp concrete. Yeah. Yes, that's the architectural concrete. Yeah. Oh, right. The architectural. That's, ar- that's the architectural yeah. gray. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it did. It had a it had a dose of, it was supposed to have a dose of gray color in it. And nobody was really sure. If fucking architects. You know I really like this concrete. If no it was one just would have known if that more, fucking architect didn't show up to be like, this was, was supposed to be. If it was just a little more gray, earth gray. perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More of an earthy tone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, See, that we, just costs uh, us fucking know, hundred grand. <laughs> if we're mixing <laughs> concrete here and we're adding color, we throw it in the mixer when the mixer shows up. Yeah, yeah I walk up. I walk up the ladder. I grab that bag and I toss it in there, yeah, and we dump yeah. it and let it rip for five ten minutes and pour it. It's up to us. So, are you guys doing that at the batch plant? Yeah, we have a liquid dispensing system. Ooh, that yeah. sounds very very fancy. That sounds safer. It is a lot safer because I I swear to God, every time we were doing a stamp patio, you know. And it's an 80 pound sack and they're like, mm-hmm. climb up that fucking ladder. Not one driver will get out of that truck to do that. No. So you're sitting there no. like, I'm just a dumb minion fucking, oh, I'll get up there. And it's like, do that fucking thing. If you trip, you're going into the mixer. But luckily, Tot does his stretches every morning. Right. Stretch and flexes. Same. So. so I'll give you a hot tip. If you are going to add color to a load on site best practice is for you to have him spin the drum to bring that load almost all the way up to discharge like right before it's about to spill out so you can see it on those last fins 
then drop the color in and and put it in charge. This is some good dating tips. And this and is why we <laughs> This is why we cannot have video. Ever. This is yeah. I'm sorry, Janine. There are We're, so many Brian things. Brian is that... acting out how to fall into a concrete drum. What is no boots on? Rick, Rick was sitting here working up how to get that drummed up and you know get uh-huh. it ready for uh-huh. export. Unfortunately, when you come on sweat and grime, there's there's a whole series of events happening on the other side of the microphone. It's going to be and so weird. I wish we were on video. I wish we were here in studio. This is where, this is where poor I, Wendy the oil lady's in real trouble. I mean, you're talking lubricants on I mean, sweat and grime. Well, you, you know, she's me, close enough that she might actually come by. And oh, Jesus. Oh, fantastic. Uh, that would make us yeah. so uncomfortable. It's going to get oil. Oil. I want to set get... the tone. There's a halo of beer cans around right now. Yes, 100%. Yes. And whiskey so. jar. <laughs> Anna Pringles. That is awesome. And some of those sausages. Some, some sausages. I mean, this is, yeah. Yeah. Class it up a little bit. So, if We're, you could give any advice there. <laughs> Rick is Rick is just man. We've got to take a hard no fire to Rick. <laughs> just soften those edges a bit. <laughs> I just, we might have really to schedule you a doctor. He's sober. <laughs> He's the only sober one in the room. I tell you, it, it's either it's either we need to refine him or we need to check him for a stroke. I'm That's not sure I'm which it is. Yeah. I think he's in line for a doctor's appointment. <laughs> Brandon Jensen, so if you're out there. Wall. Rick, continue but, with what you're going to say. Anyhow, I have a question for you. If you could give any advice to <laughs> men or women getting into the trades, what would that be? Don't go on sweat and grime. <laughs> it's sweat and grind. You don't don't throw us under the bus to Wendy. She's got to come on here before no, you say a word. No. <laughs> it's a full set. We can't even air this until we talk to her. That's right. <laughs> Let the concrete diva think, spill her knowledge. I think more than anything, it's a mindset thing. Yeah. Um, you know, you need to go into it with the mindset of I'm going to work hard. There are days that are going to suck. Yeah. But I'm going to power through it because at the end of the day, I'm going to be able to see what I actually created. Yep. Great advice. That's and great. there is so much pride in that. There is so much just that sense of accomplishment. Like you can literally look at something at the end of the day, whether you're on a, you know, on a grader, whether you're a hoe hand, whether you're a mixer driver, whether you're a form work guy, whether you're a rod buster, a finisher, a sparky HVAC, whatever. I don't know. That's care. a lot of terminology. But you you have something tangible that you can look at at the end of the day and say, yeah. I did that. And for a lot of us, I know there's that meme that rolls around all the time, but yeah, you drive past something three months, three years, 13 years later, and you go, dude, I helped build that. My six-year-old daughter loves my drives, <laughs> my car rides. <laughs> dad built that. Dad tripped on that. Well, that's, uh, I mean, yeah. that's fell into a concrete truck there. Right? That's the, I done that bathroom in that house. Yeah, that's, that's the big trope of a tradesman dad. It is so cool. You drive around yeah. talking about all the shit that dad built. Yeah. I and, mean, how many people can say that they helped build a hospital that's, you know, saving people's lives? Me, yeah. Me. say that they helped build a school that's teaching the next generation me. that they built the airport that's accommodating travelers. This isn't the top show. <laughs> they provided a driveway for their neighborhood to play in. Yes. 
Yeah. Like there's a big sense of community that comes from working in construction it is. that the general public just doesn't care to acknowledge. And I think that's really shitty. Yep. <laughs> you know, I don't know so, that it's the sad thing uh, of where we're at is I don't even know that it's that they're unwilling to acknowledge. I think it's, they don't have a clue. They literally they just don't think about They've it. They've been brainwashed. Because, well, yeah. we don't, we don't talk about it as a society. We just don't talk about it. Right. And, and I think that's why it's great that, we do have like social media has exploded the way that it has. Yeah. The last yes. Years. Yes. And everybody's able to share a little piece of their life and what they're doing. And you're getting the real look into construction and yep. you're seeing real people doing construction yeah. jobs. You're not seeing the, the crappy stereotypical, like you said, the, the plumber's crack and the ditch digger and all the, I don't you have know, plumber's stories crack, of old. And you have the gnarliest one with that thong hanging out. You, you know, look good, yeah, good. I don't have an but ass, I think, period. I think there's a lot to be said, too, about representation. And if we yes. want to see more women in the industry, those of us who are working in construction need to continue to put ourselves out there to show there is representation. 100%. Yes. And yeah. So... You can't imagine being it or doing it. Hang yeah. on. Before you start, before you start, we're going to take Wait, a vote. Hey, hang on. Hey, hey, ask another question. Obviously, it's got you guys talking. Before, well, before he even does it, we're going to take a vote. Greg, on a scale of one to ten, how smooth is the segue going to be? <laughs> Negative 40. Matt. Well, with that being uh, said, hang on. it's not even going to be worth <laughs> listening to. It's not. Okay. I'll give you a two. I'm going to give you a two on the smoothness scale. Go ahead. Nope. Rick, you forgot our guest. What do you think? Concrete Diva, what do you That is true, Janine. You've been here for the whole thing. How smooth do you think this segue is going to be? Oh, I'd give it a three at most. All right. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, I, lo- I love the faith in all your guys' mampons. Go ahead. <laughs> so, Go ahead, Rick. Janine, with that being said, how has social media and crew collab mm-hmm. changed your perspective in the trades? Bam. Where's that applause? That was, that applause. was a 10 plus. Yeah, son of a bitch. That was a 10 plus. I'll give you that one. That was a 10 plus. You shocked us all, Rick. I know. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask what color her lawn was or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> Did you pave I, your lawn or <laughs> shaved it? <laughs> that is one of the major initiatives for crew is our classroom talks program is to be able to get into schools, whether in person or virtually and show these students what a real construction professional looks like. And and that is expound on crew collab just a little bit more. We've yeah, we kind of cut you off a couple times. Times. Yeah, but that's that's a really what crew collab is doing is awesome and more people need to be aware that that is a thing. So could you kind of give us an overview of what they're doing and then how people can get involved? So Crew Collaborative at its core is a workforce development initiative, and it is to break the negative stigma surrounding construction, industry, skilled trade, blue-collar workers, um, show that, like you were talking about earlier, there is a lot of money to be made in construction industry. It is a viable career opportunity. It is not solely a fallback option. There are a lot of very intelligent, hardworking, creative individuals working in the construction industry If you want to pursue a degree, there's probably a job for you in construction. If you um, are going the military and you transition out, you're looking for a job, there's probably something for you in the construction industry. If you are in high school and you're one of those kids who, yeah, ADD, ADHD, you didn't do well in school, quote unquote, 
you don't want to go to college, sit, sit there. Trade school might be an option for you. Going straight into the workforce might be an option for you. You can find something to do in construction that is going to fulfill you, that is going to provide you a different education than you could ever find in a university setting. That said, there are jobs in construction for the university route, too. Yep. So we really want to present it as a whole. Again, this is a this is a viable career. This is not not the stereotypical crap. And so we sat down and we're like, how how do you present that to people? How do you put that out there? How do you get that message into schools? How do you get that message into the community? So two of the things that crew developed were the classroom talks program and that kind of started during COVID. Teachers needed to fill their time blocks. They needed something to do. Christina had this wild idea of what if we did a presentation with a couple of us on there and we all just kind of talked about our jobs. Yeah. You know, and we got a group of us and it was like, okay, so who are you? What do you do? Where are you located? How did you get that job? Did you go to school, not go to school? And would you mind telling us what kind of money you make? And seeing these kids, I mean, most of the time they're all checked out. I mean, you think how you were in high school, nobody cares. But the feedback that we get later, we usually get more questions after the fact. And they're like, dude, it was really cool to see people kind of like that looked like me or like my age. And and it was really cool to see people on the job site, like in the background, because we're doing these via Zoom. And they, they see us, you know, like they see Beefy in the grader, you know, on the job. They see... Zach, you know, in the loader, um, they see me on a concrete pour, they, they see project manager and they're just blown away. Like, dude, these, these people are, they're not like illiterate. No, <laughs> you know, I thought really this was going to be people and they seem to really enjoy what they're doing. And they're talking about making really good money. So classroom talks has really been, you know, kind of on a roll and we're really pushing it out even more. We have some really big goals on how many of them we want to do next year per week, month, quarter, annually. Um, We've brought on a, we've been very fortunate that the construction industry, we've had some major partners come on board. Caterpillar has been on board with us from the beginning. That's awesome. They're like, we love what you do. Yep. Caterpillar sees the need for, uh, specifically for technicians. Um, but we're all aware of this shortage of workforce. So there's a shortage of labor. How, how do we entice more people into industry? So they've been on board with us from the beginning. Classroom talks, Toro came along, and they're super stoked on what we're doing. Um, Christina developed the ambassador program. So that's a little bit of like professional and personal development. Brian, you can speak to that a little bit more. Having we wouldn't say Brian's program. professional, but you know. <laughs> well, so <laughs> I thought this whole thing was going to be super, super great, but I've been on a couple classroom talks and yeah. I have yet to have a kid come and say that, yeah. that I looked anywhere close to their age and I'm very offended. That's because you have no hair. You've lost all your hair and you got a great beard. Yeah, like what the hell? He looks like he's Santa Claus in the making. But, but no, to, in all honesty, to reiterate no, everything she's saying, amazing. Uh, the classroom what they talks, have done. which is what, what segues me done. into. I want to invite her on the new show. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. We will. I would you, be honored. We would love to have you on the new because show. The, what you just explained is exactly what we're talking about. Yep. But, yeah. But to kind of reinforce what she's saying. Uh, the classroom talks. I, I've I think I've participated in two now, and and, and I will agree. Uh, there's been a couple of them that the kids were a little checked out, but at the same time, for us to come to them mm-hmm. from the field 
Like mm-hmm. it's not, it's not. We're sitting in some staunch cubicle. office cubicle. <laughs> yes, like talking about what it's like to be in the trade. No, it's it's a guy sitting in a dozer. It'd be Actively, really weird if I came tell. on. I'd be sitting on somebody's toilet about to demo it. Well, you know, like, why is this guy that. sitting on a toilet? <laughs> that, that's right. Like, but there's a bidet. Well, it is amazing to well, sit on this toilet today. <laughs> but legitimately, like while you're doing the Zoom call, you're watching someone <laughs> operate a piece of equipment until it's their turn to talk, and then clearly right. they park the piece of equipment. Yep. To talk to you it's real and that's yeah. what's so unique about the classroom talks Correct. and that's what's that's what's making an impression on these kids yep. is we're coming at them from the field you're not talking to a guidance counselor that's giving you this thirty thousand foot view of the life you might have in, if you in the trades view. it's no I'm sitting here on a bulldozer. By the way, here's my freaking awesome job site with clear blue skies while I'm out here playing yep. in the dirt. Yeah. So that's the one I participated in last was it last week, I think. Um one of our board members, Eric, he was on there and Oh, he's a bomb. Eric's awesome. I love, we love Eric. Eric. He's he's literally in the shop and he's like welding on shit in the background. And so yeah. Until it's his time well, to turn. I say yeah. he's walling on shit. That would not mend too well. <laughs> but you got to use the right rod. It's yeah. that's right. <laughs> the shit rod, only the shit rod. If, but, it, if it welds, he may need to start eating more. Uh, you know, <laughs> get some more iron in his diet. Somebody, you see somebody working an impact right yeah. You know, in the background, and and like you said, and then all of a sudden, oh, it's it's their time to talk. And yep. yeah, oh, okay, like you said, you you see. You see the guy stop the piece of equipment. It's phenomenal. And the whole time there's air tools going in the background. I mean, you get a true look into what it's like being in the field. And then the the ambassador program, what Mm -hmm. I love so much about that is, and, and we've all collectively talked about it, the only way we're going to have an impact on the trades is by actively getting out and talking to yep. people. Yep. And no one in the industry right now is willing to go put in the legwork. Except mm-hmm. for us. And well it so we're a we're a part of that. Yep. Yes. Yeah, but absolutely. that's what the ambassador program is all about. It's yep. about it's about empowering people. It's not even I, I would say it's not even about training. Because really the training that we went through when we went through the ambassador program wasn't how to talk to people and what words to use. Instead, mm-hmm. it was empowering like, hey, you know your craft. You yeah. are an expert in this field and you have the authority Embrace to talk to people it about pass it. it on. Well, yeah, like you don't have to come in as this super authority figure that knows everything. It's literally making you comfortable with the idea of getting in front of people and sharing your story. And that's what I thought was so great about the way the ambassador program approached the training is it wasn't like gearing you up with this huge pep top. Okay, okay, go do it. It was, hey, what you have to say is valuable and what you're doing is important. Now just go tell people about it. Right. And that's what's getting people to proactively go out and talk about the trades. And really, you want to talk about the grassroots portion of this movement. In my mind, the ambassador program is that. It is the grassroots. Let's get people confident enough in their skill set that they're willing to go tell people about what they do. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think kind of our goal is recruit people for classroom talks. And from there, recruit them for the ambassador program. And from the ambassador program, recruit them for the board. <laughs> yeah. And you, it's just overall, it's just it's strengthening that message one step at a time and enabling you, like you said, to go out and be an advocate and an ambassador for the construction industry I within love it. your yeah. community. I love That's it. great. Well, hey, with that being said, 
all the knowledge and information you've dropped on us, I want to ask you this one last question. This is from the heart. If you, the concrete diva, could change anything in the world that you've done, what would be your dream job? I'm already doing it. Fucking A, I love it. That seems to be the narrative. I seriously love what I do. And people ask me all the time, like, why do you do it? Why do you do it? Why do you put so much time into it? Why do you work day, literally day and night? Why do you sacrifice yourself overnight watching these concrete pours? Why do you get up at one o'clock in the morning and get burritos for your guys at three three a.m. and then work until six o'clock at night? Because I freaking love what I do. I love it. That was awesome. More than anything, I love the people. Now, what would be your dream date? (laughs) Oh, that is a unique question because you are a single lady. For all the single guys out there listening, what would be the Concrete Divas dream date? You know, I gotta be honest, after putting in so much time during the week, I tend to decompress a lot on the weekend. So I do enjoy a home cooked meal. I enjoy just kind of hanging out. I, I, I love food. I'll be honest. I love food. Who doesn't? Uh, take, take me out to a restaurant where I can get a good piece of steak with a nice glass of red wine, maybe a little bit of ambiance, but uh, that we can, we can talk. Boom. And then, and then, and then rush back show? and do a 10,000 yard pour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so what is your favorite show you like to watch? My favorite show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still a Grey's Anatomy fan after all these. Dude, they just they just they just won. That's a series. What was it? The People's Choice Awards the other night. Yeah, that's probably that's my longest running uh, TV show that I've ever. I, I, I think watched, we need to, so. you know what, spitball in here, but I think we need to fire off a third podcast and a second new podcast what? called Dating the diva and, and we really just go deep onto the dating habits of the concrete diva i love it uh, so, i had a friend tell me once who she would love to develop an app for construction professionals that is that not the most genius fucking thing in the world I, we talked yeah. about this in the basement at yeah. our old our previous uh but podcast studio app, like specifically for construction people on those who want this like, i don't got like, time for you but i want you but i don't, I don't want to be on the dating app because I'm married, but I just want to see the answers. Yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a different breed of people. We really yeah. are. It's it's tough for me to relate. How, so sexy. How to date a construction diva? I push and pull 200 pounds. I'm sorry, but it is. It's difficult to relate to a normie. I just yeah. can't. So, so my final question for yep. you is, and you can interpret this however you want. Yeah. What's your purpose? My purpose? And you can go as deep or as shallow as you want, but what's your purpose? My purpose in life, I think it's to make the world a better place. And what do you and, mean by that? Sounds, How do you do it that? It sounds cheesy, but... No, I, I like it. You're, you're kind of... It's, it's like I talked about before. All these, all these things in the construction industry, all these structures and these facilities that we're building, they make the world a better place. Yeah. They make it more functioning. Um, Whether, like I said, whether it's the airport, you know, you're literally connecting people from around the world, whether it's a hospital that can provide life-saving measures, whether it's a school to educate, it's a church, a place of worship, it's a, it's somebody's family home that's going to provide comfort and safety and community that, that driveway, that park, that whatever. I mean, I 
I think that's the purpose just for pretty much everybody in the construction industry, whether they really look at it or not. But we're making the world a better place. Great well, answer. That's yeah, great. That's a great answer. I just wanted to know why she wanted to come on Sweat Girl. Well, <laughs> why would you sign up for this kind of abuse? We, Between Matt Brian and I, really, yeah, I don't think half the time either. she knows who she's talking to uh, on Instagram. Why not? Yeah. The, We've the, been battling not. trying I mean, to get what, her on. What, what was the glimmer to come on here? Uh, you know what? We'll <laughs> end on this note. The sad truth is, to Janine, Matt and I are the feet ticklers. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, John, guys, I appreciate it. Absolutely. That being Have said, guys, good. thanks for listening. Right. Stay on the line, Janine. We're going to say up. a proper goodbye. I yeah. I will. Rick, that was the worst ender. That was thanks for listening. You're dying on the smooth. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> I think I lost it. Who the fuck are you? You're driving the shit. <laughs> <laughs> you in the truck and We're take you to, to a doctor. There's some board flashing at me. <laughs> yeah, you shut everything Because <laughs> you just failed. You shut my mic off. I don't Did even I? have a mic anymore. Oh, no. You gotta, you gotta open oh, it no. back up so she can drop her shit. Like, we're waiting for him to ask those questions to you. Yeah, and they just boom. <laughs> so, like, so awesome, bitch. Do I have a mic? I, I still don't know that I have a mic. No, you're on. Am I on? You're on. Why can't I? Maybe your wife like put me. up with you. You want to come over and share my mic? <laughs> Maybe. I guess it's been a sit on my fucking lap or something. How do we cue this in? Everybody everybody hang tight So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say Well Janine <laughs> thanks for being on yeah. And then we'll kind of And then Rick That's, where you're gonna, that's, that's when we'll uh, Promote Janine <laughs> well, So here's what you're going to say We'll line it out for you Rick oh, You're going to be it. like yeah thanks Janine How can people find you oh, We got it. You got We're, that Rick's okay. going to forget You're yeah. going to leave all this all in right, here too Oh, yeah, it's a train wreck. Nothing's going to be edited. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, have you it. been recording this whole time? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sweet <laughs> God. Okay, here we go. You ready? Yeah. Hit it. Hey, Janine, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Rick the Dick Valco. That was great, Janine. Thanks for being on the podcast tonight. <laughs> How can people find you? What's your platform? <laughs> I uh, mainly live on Instagram. It's at concrete underscore Eva. Music. I do have a TikTok. I don't, I don't put a whole lot over there. And uh, professionally speaking, on LinkedIn, no feet ticklers there. No feet ticklers. <laughs> ah. At per per request of the country. How oh, they find Eva. you a Bumblebee BFF and uh, <laughs> Bumble and Tinder? No. Good luck. All right. All right. <laughs> She's got to swipe on you Fair guys. Enough. She's got to protect the uh, the personal life. That's Good job. Awesome. There's the music. We're out of here. Rick guys. the Dick Falco with smooth, <laughs> smooth move number eight the tonight. Smooth outro. Kamikaze tonight. You never know what you're going to get. Hey, you guys have a great night. <laughs> Catch you next week on Swag and Grime. Peace. Peace. <laughs> the most edited podcast <laughs> thus far. There's not going to be any the, edits. The, the worst unedited. Yeah, this is going to be gonna raw. This one's going to just be.